Welcome to the Broly Commissioner Cast Podcast. I am your host, the Corrupt Commissioner Joe, joined alongside my co-commissioner Brian. Joe, what a week of football it was. Glorious. What a week. <laughs> it was uh, a very intense up and down week for a lot of teams. A lot of surprising scores this week. Yes. In multiple aspects, I will say. This is this week is uh, probably going to reflect how the the whole NFL as a whole has been. Yeah. Um, scoring is down, and it definitely showed for some of these teams this week. Yeah, but on the other surprising side, like other teams that I thought weren't going to show up at all, kind of got a ton of points. Yeah. So we'll we'll get into all that in the recap. Let's let's go over the uh, the unfortunate injuries first. Yeah. First one, biggest injury um, of the week is Brees Hall. Yeah. Going down with the torn ACL out for the season. Yeah. He's carrying my team a little bit. A little bit, a little bit, but it definitely, uh, I think it's the first or second, like, the second major injury of the season. Like, major, major. Um, the first one was probably Trey Lance. Yeah. Trey Lance. Yeah. Like, no, there's been a few. There's been a few, this like, one seasons, hurts. but this one was a big one. This was, like, a big scorer. So. Yep. Yeah. But hopefully, Brees will be back next year as one of my keepers. So we'll see hey, he's been goes. doing work, and I mean, he's he's definitely one of the better uh, pe- people on your team that you had drafted. So. Yep. Next up, we have Mike Williams going down with an ankle sprain. They have a bye this week, um, so that's good for him. Mm-hmm. But he is unlikely to play Week Nine. Uh, speaking of ankle sprains, we also have David Njoku going down. He's out two to five weeks. Yep. Uh, DK Metcalf went down with a knee injury. Mm. He's already ruled out for this week. And then Amon Ross St. Brown goes down with a concussion earlier in that game. And it wasn't just a concussion. It was the new protocol concussion yep. where uh, an individual from the um, doctor's uh, board over there pulled him off to the side and said, you're done for the day with no when he was stumbling a little bit. Yeah. So now it's if you show any muscle weakness yeah. or, uh, unsta- insta- or instability, instability, whatever the hell it yep, is. Yep. Instability. Um, even if you pass the concussion protocol, you are ruled out. He's been in the concussion protocol all week. Um, not sure. I think he was limited. I don't know if he came back, but we'll check that out when we get to the matchups for this week. Yeah. Um, but the big blow to Christian's team, though. 100%, and it's something you want to look forward for the guys that uh, stay a little injury-prone, a little shaky throughout the season. It might be something that they could just, even if they're playing fine, a little, just a little a little uh, notice from the sideline, and they could be pulled from the game, so you got to watch that for the rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, and it really sucks. I'm in Rod. Uh, just comes back off uh, a previous injury mm. and, you yeah. know, within the first quarter, maybe only a handful of snaps. Yeah. He's out for the rest of the game. Yeah, unfortunate for Christian's team. But so speaking <laughs> of which, let's just go right into it. Although Amon Ross St. Brown went down, only giving Christian 0.9 points, Christian takes the the win over Gooby. Not just the win. 136.51 to 80.12. One of those low games we were speaking to. Yep. With the name change. The name change. Now, I said when we were going over this that I thought Gooby was going to have a low game. JT was going to score low. If he started Drake London, he was going to lose. Didn't expect him to lose, but like this. No, This is a all. huge score from Christian. And when, when I said that his team can boom, this is what I'm talking about. His team yep. kind of blew up, even with Amon Ra going down, only getting under a point because of that concussion we just said. His team skyrocketed out there with uh, Austin Eckler getting the 30 points that we weren't expecting again. Wasn't expecting that. Austin Eckler gets a 30. The other big one, Tyler Boyd, who we were down, or at least I was down on, yeah. ends up getting 25 points, two t- or one touchdown 
lot of receptions, I mean, a lot that, of yards. That was kind of like a hey, who wants points on the Bengals that game? That was that was a slaughter that week. And, yep. And I mean, even even the couple people that uh, failed a little bit for Christian's team. Obviously, Amon Ra can't you can't really call that. But Big Bob, we thought he was going to be a lot stronger in that matchup. He only got five points. Everybody He's, else on his team. Double digits. Double digits, well, except for his defense, but still. I mean, you, you know, you can't be angry about that. And when yep. you're putting up 130 against Gooby, who's the highest of the league, who is going, switching over to his side, I thought his team was going to do yeah. way better than this. So speaking about the defense, just when you said that, even though they didn't get double digits, they still got eight points, which is yeah. really good for a defense. It's above their projection, too. And then you look at Gooby on the other side, Okay, well, 0. No. 0.75 points for, I will for the def- Bucks. I will defend that move no, from that the day was, I died. Yeah, that yeah. was an insane game, and the Bucks did. When you put the Bucks in against against uh, the Carolina, yep. you did not expect 0. 0.75 from that, and Tom Brady to just fall apart on you. Yeah, so so you you thought JT was not going to score high. He gets at 12. 12 is okay. It's, I think it's like one of his, besides week one, it's his best score of the year. Yeah. Coming back of, off of the injury. That injury is really damn. Um, I mean, you... you you gotta see the positives from Ramondre Stevenson. He's been tearing it up. Yep, nineteen point eight points. Yep, yep. Um, Derrick Henry, fifteen points. But other than that, Gooby got that injury just like uh, we yep. said earlier. That didn't help uh, his team. Like it, it just, his team was not good. They didn't show up. Drake London getting one point four, which yep. we told him not to play. And I don't know if he listens to the podcast. I don't know if he cares Probably about what's doesn't. going on. But like, like uh, you know, the surprising thing I think from Gooby's team is his bench. Juju uh, went off again this points. week with 21 points. Now, this is the second game that uh, Kansas City has been in a shootout uh, in a row, so that might reflect that. But yep. Juju's looking to be like a strong starter and something Gooby should probably you know, try and push into his... Yeah, uh, la- last two weeks he's averaging 20 points. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad start. And if you're going to take a dart throw, even if he gets 10 points, that's better than some of the guys that happened on your team And then, I mean, you look at it, and then the, the, the craziest thing, he's been holding Derek Carr for seven weeks for this week. Yeah, 13 and a half points. Yeah, which again, I don't think that's a lot on Derek Carr. I think he was a little injured going into that. They could pull him off a couple of plays. Oh yeah, they pulled him off like within like the first play. He got yeah. knocked. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I I expected them to do a little better. Or at least him. I expected Derek Carr to do a little better against Houston. Though we did call that uh, uh, Devonta Adams was going to have a little bit of a rough game that game too. I don't know yep. if Houston's the the team you want to stream against this year. They've been actually no, been they, holding they it together. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, this was the week that you wanted to go against Gooby. He did have Josh Allen on by for, because Derek Carr's in. So that was a good pull on Christian's side. But um, I, I was just very surprised about how, how much of a blowout this was. It, and it <laughs> wasn't the biggest blowout of the week, but we'll nope. get to that. Yep. We'll get to that. Well, well it was the biggest blowout of the week, blowout. but it wasn't the biggest uh, surprise of the week. Yes. Let's put it that way. But Christian gets <laughs> the name change. We'll wait and see what that name change actually is. Christian's always a kind of juicy. I like his oh, name yeah. changes. Yeah. Next up, Brian, we have your matchup. Yeah. You beat John Lally 145.1 to 101.8. Yes. And this one, again, I thought this was going to be a lot closer than it was. I yep. ended up pulling the highest score of the week out of nowhere um it just happened that you know jamar chase got a couple touchdowns and uh olave started early like we said um uh, i mean let's my let, team just kind of like let's go rattled. through it real quick you know you have you know gino you, the curse of your quarterback is still there <laughs> i mean 13 points it could be it could have been way worse so i'll take 13 points for my quarterback at this point i mean gino started off real hot <laughs> he did he um did. past two weeks not so much but i had him yeah <laughs> <laughs> 13 points. But then you go down to your running backs, you get 17 points from Nick Chubb, you get 19 points from Mostert, mm-hmm. um, 14 from Olave, 29 from Chase, yeah. um, 11 from Will Lutz. 
And then and then the Cowboys defense, who I still regret dropping, nineteen point five points. Big score from Cowboys, yeah. And then, like I said, Lolly, um, kind of he went a little under his projections, but he still didn't put up a bad game. No. I think it's just a couple uh, tweaks to a team. You said you didn't like AJ Dillon going into this yep. matchup. Got only one point five points, so that was a real good call on and you. I said I liked. Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, and he, and he and went off. Yep, he, he kind of went um, off on you. So, and then Brandon Cooks got six point six, yep. uh, and TJ Hawkinson only got six point eight. But then again, tight ends are very hit or miss. Yep. I mean, uh, Lolly did get some good scores here. He got yeah. he had Saquon with fifteen. Who's Saquon is is being all, he's he's number two running back on yeah. the year. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Devontae Adams thirteen points, so not too bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Wild ten, and then the big surprise, uh, Travis Etienne. Taking over the backfield completely, James Robinson yeah. getting no catches or no re- no attempt. Yes. Um, luckily for him, new situation going into this week. Yep. We'll talk about that later. Yes, but sir. Travis Etienne looking like he has a stronghold on that running back mm-hmm. um, position. So that's actually going to be pretty good for Lolly down the road down the for the rest of the season. Yep. And he's actually going to need it because he is on a three-game losing streak. Yeah, he's kind of sliding, but he is making good football plays. We talked about his defensive situation last week before the game started, how he switched out the 49ers. Yep. Great move. 49ers got blown out in negative four points. Uh, and then the Patriots put up seven. So you can't be ha- upset about a, a filler seven points. And unfortunately for him, though, I made the same call. I said if uh, Swift's not starting, I'm not comfortable with even Swift going against Dallas, let alone Jamal Williams. I swapped him out, got Rashad Bateman in there. They all kind of got the same amount of points, so it was kind of null void but still i think it was a really good matchup it's just lolly's team had a few more bumps than uh booms at that point so we'll we'll, we'll see how he goes moving forward I, th- I like lolly as a bounce back candidate to 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 fight for the playoffs though for the rest of the season yeah i think his team should shake out a little bit um he's solving that running back dilemma that he had yeah uh, with travis Antian coming in here mm-hmm. i think he needs to pick up a little bit more players on his bench um, i think lolly's, i think lolly's a big uh, trade candidate for sure. Yeah, I just don't know. Th- I we always talk about trade candidates, but nobody wants to trade. Well, it, I so, mean, you know, you like your you like your players, and then the players that you're looking to get rid of are always like it's weird. So yeah. you know, everybody likes who they draft, of course. Uh, yeah, I think he just has to do a little bit waiver wire work, trying to get trying to shore up a little bit more depth. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but sure. his team could his team could surprise uh, in the back half, kind of like what he did last year. Yep, yep. I'm I'm expecting it. Next up, we have. Kevin versus Johnny, <laughs> and Johnny gets over a hundred points, Ooh. gets the win, one twelve sixty two, his season high, season high to Kevin's sixty seven point six, the lowest score of the season of the season so far. And this is one of the two weeks that we really expected Kevin to like just bury into the ground and keep digging because yep. this is the week that you wanted to face Kevin because Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson were on bye. Yeah. So let's see. Johnny, high score of his season. Justin Herbert getting 17 points before he goes on by. Uh, Deonta Foreman racking up 15 and a half points. Taking the risk on the uh, Christian McCaffrey trade that yep. happened, which That's even out. with Chuba Hubbard, I think, also getting 15 Yeah, points. I think they pretty much split carries over there. I think it was a really good uh, double back, double-headed backfield there. Um, T. Higgins at 11. Yep. George Kittle getting his first touchdown of the season at 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis Samuel actually putting up some work, 10 points. Got some good 10s. Yep. Almost a touchdown. Johnny was a little yep. upset about that. And the Dolphins putting up 10 points. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think this is this is the kind of stuff that you'd want to see 
after the week one uh, debacle that happened with all his injuries. This is, I think, what all of Johnny's waiver work and patience kind of led up to. It's just going to be the fact that he's got to balance what actually happened with what happened on his bench. If you look at his bench, Keenan Allen got 2.1, even though he was going to play. That was a very – it was the 4 o'clock game, so he got lucky that he couldn't switch him in. But – I, I would have put Keenan Allen in, and I would have been wrong on that. So he's got a lot of like hard decisions and kind of like pick the minesweeper kind of deal that he's got to deal with. So, but the big thing that that Johnny did this week, I think best move he's done all season, ends up picking up Gus the bus right before the games. Yeah, Gus comes back eighteen point six points while he's on Johnny's bench. Can't blame him for that. You nope. know, he's just coming off injury. Yeah, but this is the kind of moves we want him to do. Um, he kind of fills in his RB2 slot Yep. Uh, after not having much of anything in that department. Yeah, and speaking of Gus the Bus, he's filling in because Kenyon Drake, who Kevin started, yep. only has .5 for the week. I don't know what happened to Kenyon Drake. They were giving him the ball. He was just getting bottled up every single time. He played like a real yeah. Melvin Gordon out there. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> and I, I never liked Kenyon Drake in this position, and especially when you see Gus the Bus come back. Yeah. You got you to gotta make that move. Um, and the big thing is, Brian, last week you said nobody scores. Well, first of all, you said nobody scores under single digits. Yeah. Which I think you meant nobody scores under double digits. Yeah, so nobody, nobody would get um, under 10, and I was big wrong. Completely wrong. big wrong about that. Because besides Lamar Jackson, who only got 10 points, the only other person that was double digits on Kevin's entire team was Brandon Ayuka with 11.7. The high score of his team. <laughs> which, yeah. Which, is, which explains the 60 points, because, I mean, you got a bunch, like Mark Andrews disappeared this game. Mark Andrews. Disappeared. Has 0.4 points yeah. because he had a carry for four yards. Yeah, that wasn't even a catch. Not even a catch. A carry for four yards. Yeah, it, it, it was just – I mean, I know Kevin doesn't watch the uh, the fantasy scores during the Giants game, which was the 1 o'clock game, but I I think he was very, very surprised at how bad his team did yeah. when, he looked at, when he looked back. And it's not really anything that you can really point to to say, hey, you started this guy wrong, this guy wrong. I mean, you're gonna. he took a risk on Kenyon Drake, which we oh. talked about before with the already stacked with the um, – Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. It didn't work out. He's not even the lead back. It looks like there now. He got five less carries than Gus the Bus. Yep. So I mean, for Kevin, you just gotta hope that you just threw all your eggs in one basket. Everybody did bad this week. Just take up the loss yeah. and move forward. I mean, I mean, perfect world. If I started the fantasy season and after the draft somebody said you're gonna lose two weeks but win every other one, I'd take that. Yeah. So that's I think what Kevin's gonna have to hope for moving forward. And I mean, if 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 you're gonna have your guys have a bad week and they all have it on the same week. And that's going to be their bad week of the year. You You'd might as well that. take it. You want that, except for instead of the spread out bad weeks that you get pot like you know uh, popping all over the place. Yep. So a big win for Johnny. A big big uh, scare for Kevin, but I think he's bouncing back after this for sure. Big win for Johnny. I am still a little scared for him because, like like we said, this is his highest score of the week of the year. Yeah, and you're not and, making it into the playoffs. And you with you pretty much threw everything you had at this week. Yep. He's, you really got to hope that Gus the Bus stays. Um, that number one stays uh, playing well, and that that Keenan Allen comes back, especially with Mike Williams now out. Yeah, and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, making hard decisions like letting go of Cam Akers, mm-hmm. like kind of deals like you're not you're not gonna hold on to a guy that might get you ten points. You gotta go for the the booms. You gotta go for the guys that you know look to to take over big roles and carve out big sections, which I know is hard in midseason. But yeah. we'll see how he does move for, moving forward with his waiver work. Next up, we have Dom versus Mike. We, or at least, no, that was the, I, you know what? We almost, I called Kevin and Johnny. It'd be a, 
wet noodle fight. I know. <laughs> Pretty much was. <laughs> um, I mean, it was close. It was because, close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, we have Mike versus Dom. Mike picks up the win, 111-21 to Dom's 94.79. And this one underperformed as well. This one surprised me because both of them were pretty high up on the, the uh, rosters here. And even though they were both kind of, you know, less points for, I mean, less points against, less points for teams, yep. I did expect one of them to at least eclipse 120, and neither did. So, rough or quick glance, Mike... We did not like him playing James Robinson still with Travis Etienne taken out. Luckily for him, this turns this into a big win. It's going to be a big win for him because mm-hmm. Brees Hall gets hurt. Jets trade for James Robinson, who will now be the, at least split back with Michael, Michael Carter. Yeah. But they just traded for him, so they're going to play him. Yeah, and that, so you take that zero that you got from this yeah. week, and you say, okay, well, that's going to change, so you get a little hope on that player, that, that goose egg. And while Mike might have beat Dom, it's really like a shallow win because yeah. the only reason he beat Dom was because Josh Jacobs scored 35 points. Yeah, especially when you have David Njoku going down with that injury, like we said, well, getting 10 points on the season and now being out two to five weeks with a high ankle sprain that yeah. is a little hard to get over. Um, I don't like the way his team looks moving forward. His team hasn't really been putting up yeah. the points. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's obviously going to bounce back. There's a low score. He just got traded. He's going to learn the playbook. Yep. That's going to change. I think it's going to be a lot of – Unfortunately, he doesn't have the luxury. I mean, he does kind of have luxury because he's a number two, but it's a lot of wait and see what happens before you get stressed and try, trying to make moves because a lot of his players are dynamically changing teams. Yeah. He has the most team changes on his the, team. The good thing for Mike is he still has Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. He still has Cooper Cup, who was on by this week. Yeah. And Josh Jacobs, as much as I was hating on him earlier this season. He's been proving it. He has 32 points, 27 points, 35 points. So... He's been proving it these past couple of weeks. Yeah. So you get booms from all three of those guys. You're in every game. But the thing is, I think the, the rest s- of his team is just. Well, the slimy thing is, the thing that feels disgusting to me is that you have to trust that the commanders have to have a good game for, yeah. you, to have a good t- for you to have a good season. If I was Mike, I'd be looking to trade either Antonio Gibson to a running back needy team or Terry or Scary Terry try to pass him off to a pass team. Maybe get like a wide receiver three out of that. Yeah. If, even if even if it's just an equal trade, you just you just don't want the commanders to command your bench. To, not to make a pun or anything, you did, but you know, you you just don't want them to like to force you to have a bad week because the commanders didn't show up. I yeah. mean, Heineke's throwing okay, but you don't know what the situation is going over there, and they don't have the best matchups with two of the best defenses in that division. So it's going to be hard looks for Mike moving forward. And then looking at Dom's team, um, his team, his running backs did okay. Kamara had fourteen points. Eno Benjamin, we talked about this last time, twenty one yeah. points. Damian Pierce, who Brian, you said you should have sat. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of his team just did not show up. Uh, Leonard Fournette, three points. Romeo Dobbs, big zero. Big zero. That was his $55 buy a couple weeks ago. Now he's off the roster. Yeah, that one one we're going to talk about a little bit more in detail when we get there. But, yeah, I don't want to. Debo Samuel, 6.9. And I think he picked up an injury. Zach Ertz, five points. The um, good news is though he did have Tua for that bye week. He yep. put up fifteen. That's a solid number. And Tua can be it's okay. A good, he can be a good uh, uh, trade in, even though you're probably not going to start him over Hertz. Yep. Like if Hertz goes against uh, the Cowboys, you might want to switch him out, do a little dance with that. So that's not bad. And like like you said, I mean, uh, Damian Pierce and Alvin Kamara are definitely the highlights of the team. Fournette, that's that horrible uh, Tampa Bay game. Yeah. But I think he's solid moving forward. So I think Tom's running back situation is fine. But for somebody that has eight wide receivers, you really want to see more out of that core. Yeah. And it's just you. you have, it's like you have quantity, not quality. Well, there. the good thing is he has Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown coming off a of bye this week, yes. so that's going to help out a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ninety-four points on your big bye week. 
Yeah. You don't want to see it, especially when a game that close, but unfortunately for him, he, he took the loss this week. And then again, I'm going to say the same thing for Dom, I said for Mike, his best wide receivers on his team besides uh, Brown on Philly is uh, both Pittsburgh receivers. Yeah. Because he's got uh, Pickens and uh, Dodson there. So, or Deontay, uh, Deontay Johnson. Johnson, yeah. So it's going to be another one of those, if Pittsburgh has a bad week, you're probably going to have a bad week slash a bad bench. So yeah. it's not it's not something you really want to look for moving forward. And I think they're both going to have to be on top of their teams to really make it to the playoffs this yeah, year. Yeah, uh, Dom was one of my trade targets um i offered him tyler algier for jacoby myers yep did not take it yeah well, that was okay one well now again we'll like we'll talk about it in a second because the next matchup of the week will be Actually, it was it was tyler algier and 30 30 fab 30 fab that that dirty that dirty fab money that dirty fab that don <laughs> does not have a lot of yeah 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 but the matchup of the week was uh joe versus chris joe taking up the win 144.07 to chris 136.09 finally and this one was a monday night a little bit of a monday night meltdown chris didn't watch yes. it but he was definitely pissed that uh uh, Damian, Damian Harris. Harris didn't pull up 10 points for him when he needed it the most. Yeah, he needed 9.5 points. Damian Harris only getting 1.5. Brian, you said this was going to be a high-scoring matchup, and, and it there was. It is. There it is. It was a matchup of the week for a reason because yep. you guys were knocking each other it out, was, man. It was the two <laughs> and the three high-scoring points of the of the week. Yeah. Um, Going through it, Patrick Mahomes having a great game against San Francisco. Yes. Aaron Jones, after they came out saying they need to get him two touch or two or more touches, mm-hmm. ends up giving him two touchdowns. Yep. For twenty four points, Brees Hall getting a long touchdown run a uh, couple plays before his injury. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then the other big one, I mean Zeke gets two touchdowns, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kenny Walker putting up thirty, the miracle man. Yep. Hey, listen, he's the one I was got down, to. or I was pretty much set to tie Chris. Actually, I think I might have tied him. And then, or no, I would have lost by a couple points. And then Kenny Walker in the fourth quarter runs a 74-yard run for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? I mean, this is also with uh, you playing Michael Gallup, who put up a goose egg, Go, yep. going risky with it. Uh, Mike, but you had CeeDee Lamb also putting up eight points. You had uh, your kicker only putting up five, your Jets D putting up six, which is respectable for defense. Yeah. Um, and it was really frustrating because uh, Chris, on the other end of it, he's obviously got room to be upset because he had Joe Burrow putting up 40, 40 points, points in his in his QB spot, making it so he's making you work for this victory. Yeah, and I mean, Chris was no slouch. He had Joe Mixon at 16 <laughs> points. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans puts up 14 points. DeAndre Hopkins coming back, 15 points. Mike Williams, before he goes down, that's also probably a big blow to Chris because that, that was in the middle of the game. Mike Williams goes down. After catching a touchdown for 18 points. Yep. And the GOAT, Justin Tucker, Tuck putting up, up 14 put points. Put up another 14, yeah. It's just it's just the hard hitters like Damian Harris putting up the one point, uh, Hayden Hurst putting up seven, and then uh, Moore putting up only 3.6. Uh, it's It does hurt when you did have Khalil Herbert on your bench and he did get 15, yeah, but, you're but not that, you're not starting him. him. You're not starting him, and I don't blame Chris for not starting him. I don't blame him. him at all. This was the week to face Chris, obviously, because he has he had those huge buys that we talked on about. On paper, it looked like it. But no, if it wasn't me or you, Brian, I know, I know, was, it was death sentence. <laughs> exactly. So that Chris, Chris said, "Oh, I got buys. I, I'll show you what buys look like." And he put up a strong fight. I think Chris has got to be very confident in I his team moving curse. forward. Very confident in his I team. I broke the curse because. I talked to Chris a lot about uh, fantasy football. He said, "Don't talk to me." I'm like, "I'm Chris. I'm going against you. I'm talking to you." Oh, about so you playing dirty? You playing? You playing dirty commissioner rules over Look, there? I have to. You know, one in five. 
Had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So either way, uh, moving forward, Chris, I think he has no reason to be worried. He's played very well on a super hard bye week for him. I think he's confident moving forward. You, um, I think the fact that you have a couple fill-ins for your injuries over there, yep. I think that works out fine. And I think that, you know, you're just going to have to – you're going to have to do – Avoid over tinkering to make things worse That's, on your team. I'm always, I'm always my own worst enemy. <laughs> I know, I know. So I think you just, as long as you hold that back, I think you got a solid shot to to stay in it. But we'll see how things move moving forward. I think it'll be okay. It'll be fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to our awards of the week. We have our big brain plays. First one, not one that affects this week, but affects the rest of the season. Mm. Johnny picking up Gus the Bus. Yeah, Gus the Bus coming in and getting five more carries than Drake. We talked about this. I think it was a really good move, and this is the kind of move that you wanted as as Johnny, that you wanted to come in, get the guy that's going to get the carries. Even if he splits backs, he looks like he's the guy that's doing more work over Drake. Drake's going to have a couple of... You know, run out and play big plays, but I think Gus is your main workhorse moving forward. Yeah, I like and it a I lot. regret this one because I I was carrying Gus the bus on my IR for a long time. Then he they had him designated for to come back, mm. so I packed, got rid of him because I didn't really have a spot on my bench. Yeah, but they waited the 18 days. I think once they designate them to come back, they have 21 days to actually yeah put them on their team, or yeah, else yeah. They, they're out for the season. Day 18, they bring him back. Forgot about Gus the bus. Yeah. Should have picked him up. Johnny gets the pickup. Good pickup by Johnny. Great pickup. I like it. Uh, next big brain play. Um, this one was a, a week old, but still very good for the for the uh, week that was played. Dom picking up and playing Eno Benjamin. That was a great move. Anytime that you pick up a guy and he scores you twenty points, I think that's a win in my book. A big win. Yeah, a hundred percent. That was a, that was a little bit of future foresight with Dom, especially with the injury going into uh, the Cardinals' backfield there, and I really liked it a lot. Yep. I think it was a, a smart move, even though it didn't unfortunately give him the win. You know, speaking of not getting the win, <laughs> our final big brain play goes to Lolly, yeah. who ends up picking up uh, the New England defense and benching San Francisco defense. Yeah. Ends up working out because uh, New England scored, I don't think they scored like three and a half points or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But San Francisco scores negative, negative, negative four. three yeah. and a half. So even though it didn't work out because I my team blew up out of nowhere, I think it was a really smart move. And like you said, Joe, I'm surprised. I'm going to see what uh, I want to know what John Lolly does moving forward with both defenses because I think he has the bench space to work around with that. And I'll see. Uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on that moving forward. Moving on to our bonehead moves. I said I was going to be – actually, you know, Brian, we said you were going to be on unless You don't make a list this I week. didn't because – it's because uh, Swift was confirmed out before the game started. That's true. So. Um, <laughs> but I am on the list. P- playing Michael Gallup, I end up dropping Thornton right before the first games. Um, Michael not, Gallup, he only put up 1.9. So it wasn't Thornton too only bad. put up one? Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. That but bad. Goose egg. But I was looking at MVS. I looked at – Hardman, I looked at Paris Campbell. Hardman, I mean, even though he wasn't played by anybody, Hardman, he put up a big game. He's the guy that actually got the rushing touchdowns over both rushers, Pachenko and Che over there. So that's a weird situation for a 44. Every other person that I was looking at besides um, Gallup got points. Got big points. You hate so, to see it. Bonehead move. Yeah, and then and then, it, it. and then it is super risky when you're starting uh, TD I said, already. I was thinking, I was like, why am I doing? Why am I putting all my eggs? 
Yeah, but you know what? I, I mean, it worked it. out, but it ended up working out. It worked out, but again, that's that that's that 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 end of end of night over tinkering that I think yep. you got to just stay away from there. Speaking of over tinkering a little bit, I think or Kevin tinkering not no no I think it's a little bit over tinkering because Kevin swapping out quarterbacks and situations, running backs rather. Um, he picks up and plays Kenyon Drake over uh, uh a couple other people that he could have played on there, but still, I think I think getting Kenyon Drake on your team when you already have the stack like we talked about is a bold move and. Like we said, Ravens have a bad game. You have a bad game, and that's exactly what happened this week. Don't like that move at all, really. And the big bonehead move of the week of the season: Gooby holding on to Derek Carr for seven weeks to only get thirteen and a half points. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if I had, <laughs> if I didn't have the quarterback troubles and was cycling the curse of my quarterbacks throughout the season, I think this would have been way better of a move. But the fact that um. People have been going down. People have been picking up second quarterbacks. I think the the intent was the fact okay. That he just held on to him for seven weeks. Yeah, I mean the intent was okay, and Derek Carr has been playing okay. But the fact that he just dropped thirteen points, you can't be happy with that, especially when he's like your guy. And now, of course, he's off Gooby's team. So thankfully, that's not uh, that's know, not a he, thing. Yeah, you know, big brain play. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, probably yeah. dropped him. So I, I don't I don't disrespect the move, but I think that putting up only thirteen points, you got to be disappointed with that. Uh, not a bonehead move, but definitely one that's it just it just you're not you're not angry you're just disappointed it's like a bad it's like a bad parent <laughs> I'm kind a, of I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a sad exactly exactly and rounding out for uh the uh, week this is this is going into week five this is coming to the close of your rant of your five week you're like i gotta beat these next five guys uh joe has a record of two and two points for is 518.28 points against 490.96 how do you feel about that i mean i wish it was better yeah i wish it was four and oh but you know, I'm scoring points, and you do have more points for than against. So I think, yeah. well, I think, you know, even there are there were situations that you know you just barely lost a dom. You could have done something about that yep. kind of deal. But I think you're you're okay. And just to compare, we're gonna compare the uh, basement boy himself, Johnny. Johnny going the last four weeks, same uh, same uh, track as Joe for measurement. Yep. He's one in three points for four twelve oh six points against four. Uh, I'm sorry, four fifty four uh, points. Not not really. Uh, not really a good look, but you can't be upset with your points when Johnny's points look like that. So, <laughs> Yeah, and speaking of points, let's go through this real quick. First of all, a lot of under 100 games this week. This week? A lot of under 100 games well, this season. Well, this yeah, <laughs> this week and then on this season. Yeah. On, this, on the year, Johnny is now under 100 points four weeks out of the seven. Yeah, I mean. One of them being 100. Point three five. Let's just say we just finished week seven, and he's the only one under seven hundred points. Yep. Then we have Kevin, Christian, and Gooby all with two weeks under. Under Gooby, uh, Gooby's the surprising one there. I expected it this week without Josh Allen, but I th- the other week that he that he didn't show up, I think that was a little surprise there. Then you have Mike, Dom, Lolly, and Chris all with one week under. The surprising one there, of course, being Chris. His team's been rolling, and him getting hundred points was probably the only loss of his, uh, his record. I think. Right? Yep. Yeah. So, and if you've been doing your math, that means the commissioners are the only ones that have yet to score. Under 100 points, which means next week when we face each other, it will be it will be under. It'll be the wettest the, the wettest noodle fight you've ever seen. I will I will state that for the record that this uh, us not getting under 100 points has nothing to do with our skill and entirely to do with luck. As final, as fantasy football is 90 percent luck to begin with. So, so wrapping <laughs> up week number six, let's go over our rankings. We have Chris sitting on top with five and two, the first team over 900 points. Um, Looking sweet up there. Staying up there from last week. We have Mike 
also at five and two, jumping up three spots. Um, big thing to note: Mike actually is the second lowest scoring team yes. on the year. If, if we're gonna if we're gonna call luck into a factor here, Mike has definitely been a lucky boy this season. Five and two, sitting up there with big swings. Uh, I think the big the biggest swing here is that uh, he does have the points. He doesn't have the points for the wins are keeping him up there. Though. Yes. So we'll see how that goes moving forward. I think he he is currently. The only person eh, Johnny Johnny's actually pretty low on points yeah. against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he is also second lowest in points against on the year. That explains the se- that explains the number two spot. That's so. actually really surprising about Johnny's league. I guess he's just been going up against wet noodle, yeah, and wet noodle and wet noodle. Yep, yep. I mean that's what happens when Kevin only puts up sixty-seven points <laughs> against your team. Exactly. Um, <laughs> moving on, we have our next set of four and three teams. We have Brian jumping up three spots. Gooby falling down to number four. Kevin falling down to number five. Yeah, four spots, I think. Yeah. Four or three spots. And and the big surprise here is I thought three going spots. into this when I woke, when I when I uh, looked at things, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll move up a spot from six to five. The fact that Gooby and Kevin put up put down that little points made it so I jumped both of them going up to yep. number three. That's very surprising. Big swing. Big swing. Then we have Dom sitting on our bubble spot, the only three and three team, dropping two spots. Mm-hmm. Um, then we add our, that's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, our only three and five, wait, three and I, four. Dom's four and three. Yes. Oh, okay. uh, that was my mistake. Dom is four and three. So he rounds out those four and three teams. Got it. Christian sits alone in number seven, uh, at three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our two and five teams, I jump up to eighth spot. Because I have the second most points scored just outside the in basement. the league, just outside but the I'm basement. sitting at eighth place. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, Raleigh falling down to number nine, uh. and Johnny has a stronghold in the basement. But he's doing what he can to fight. He's doing what he can. Doing what he can to get out of it. So I think, like I said, I will maintain this, even though this has been a very uh, high scoring season for a couple of people and very low scoring season for others. I will say that this is still going to be close, and the basement will not be that 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 troll dungeon that you we saw in, in years past. I think it's going to be a very volatile basement. Johnny is currently averaging ninety eight points a game. Well, you know what? He's going to have to pick up the wins then, isn't he? <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how that goes moving forward with uh, the waivers. The waivers going yep. up this week. So moving on into week number eight. Um, well, first, first, before we go into waivers, oh. let's talk about the uh, real quick. We did mention it earlier. The trade, yes. the the Jets did lose um, Brees, Brees Hall, Hall. and uh, Robinson is going to the Jets. He will yep. split carries Michael Michael uh, Carter. Yep. I think that this obviously hurts Kevin uh, because he thought he was going to go at scot free with Michael Carter. Um, this obviously helps Mike a ton. Yep. Uh, as we said before, I think Mike's going to have the most benefit out of this. I don't think. Yeah, I think I think James Robinson will slot. I don't know about this week, but moving forward, he'll slot in as that. Big down back, and then um, Michael Carter will be pass the catching. pass catching back. Yeah. Okay, I like that a lot, and I think I think they're both going to benefit from this. I don't think Kevin's in too much disarray. I think Michael Carter's still a good hold yep. for that, so that should be no problem. Oh. All right, moving on. Uh, we'll go through our waiver wire moves. Um, very light waiver wire this week. Super light, lightest thing, light, lightest week I think we've seen. Yep. Yeah. Only six moves, mm-hmm. eight bids, seventeen dollars spent, eighteen bid. Uh, first up, we have Marlon Mack for five dollars going to Dom, and with this move, Dom drops 
Romeo Dobbs, which he spent $55 for. Now, picking up Marlon Mack, I think it's a great move. Dom needs the running back flexibility. He's going to need some uh, flex moves. Uh, you can say what you want about Marlon Mack's situation. I think the biggest news here is the fact that he dropped Dobbs. Dobbs was the big $55 bid before. Dom specifically said this was a blocking move. The blocking move really didn't do anything for he him. He blocked himself $55. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and zero points. Yeah, I, I think this is this is going to be the same situation as we did a couple. We said a couple weeks ago with John Lolly dropping putting down the big money for Pachenko and uh, uh, who, Mike Boone, yep. I think it was, or somebody somebody over there for the Denver backfield, and that just didn't work out. He dropped both of them already. So it's kind of like that, hey, like, like you know, drop big money and then just kind of do nothing with it. You know, I, I, But Marlon Mack, I think it's a decent dart throw at best, for personally for Dom. So that's, that's all right for me. Next up, we have Dalton Schultz going to Christian for $5. This one I like, Dalton Schultz. Um, I had him for the season, so I can speak to it. Uh, he, I personally don't think he can stay healthy. He's been re-aggravating that PCL injury multiple times this season. It's a bold move. I don't know if Christian needs that for a bye week or something, but um, we'll, we'll check it out. Uh, I, I do like that Dalton Schultz does have Dak back, though. So if you're going to play Dalton Schultz, if, he, if he's staying healthy, he's probably going to be a decent at least check down he currently has no tight end on his team. He just dropped uh, um, Big Bob for that, right? Yes. Okay, so maybe he just didn't like Big Bob. He's like, Big Bob's out, new guy's in. He's going to try and cycle back uh, tight ends. We'll see how that works yeah, out. Yeah, he's been in a little disarray with tight end ever since he dropped Pat Fryermuth, who you just dropped. I so did we'll just see drop. if Christian ends up picking him back up. Comes back for the fandom. We'll see We'll see how that works. I just don't like him against Philly this week. Yeah. Dalton <laughs> Schultz, though, I like it. Yeah. Um, now with Dak back, he's going to get targets. He's been a favorite of Dak for uh, at least last year. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not a bad pickup. Yeah. Next up, finally, Gooby makes a waiver move. Yes. Picks up Isaiah McKenzie for three bucks. I'm. <sighs> I'm okay he with is, this. Also, he is starting him this week. I, I'm less okay with that, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I'm okay with picking him up. Um, you do like the stack that you get with Isaiah McKenzie, but I think the better move would probably be to try and get like Gabe Davis off Johnny. Maybe Stephon, Johnny won't trade Gabe may, Davis. Maybe, maybe Stephon Diggs from Chris if you're willing to move some big money, but uh, I, I, I think it's a bit of a dart throw. I, I don't think it's bad. Of course, you're not going to – you're not going to dismiss uh, a wide receiver on the pass-heavy offense, so I like it a lot. Next up, we have Kevin taking the Titans' defense for $2, outbidding Gooby's $1 bid. This is a, uh, I'm assuming, a streaming defense move. Not really much to say about this. Titans have been pretty okay, especially against uh, their matchup this week, so not not nothing too much big to talk about. I like the play. $2 for a defense is a good move. Good move. Yeah. Then we have Brian taking Taysom Hill for $2, outbidding my $0. Yeah. I, uh... I have um, Garrett Everett on by this week, and um, Pat is uh, questionable and now off my team. So that's uh, why I needed that. <laughs> yeah. I was a little upset. I mean, I'd bid zero, so I yeah. can't be too upset. Yeah. Um, I did end up taking Irv Smith before, or during, before the uh, Monday night game uh-huh. because Travis Kelsey is on by. Yeah. Would have actually liked to have Taysom Hill, but. You spent the money and I didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's the way. It, that's the way it pans out, and that's the only dollar. Oh no, the only dollar difference was the defense. But yeah, yeah. so yeah. And last but not least, I picked up Jason Myers for zero dollars. Um, he is the number three kicker on the season right now, and I can't pick up kickers. So we'll see if this. Um, <laughs> you got the kicker curse. The, yeah, I have the kicker curse. <laughs> uh, I pick up kickers. They do terrible. 
I drop them, they do great. They do great before I pick them up. I pick them up, they do terrible. And I drop them, they do great. So we'll we'll, we'll see how yeah. this one plays we'll out for you. Works. Number three in the season, you can't can't go too wrong with that. But let's hope the Giants' defense stops. Um, you know, allows the Seahawks' offense to move the ball, but stops them so he can kick some field. I goals. mean, as a fanboy, that kind of sounds like the Giants. So, <laughs> so so we'll see how that goes. I mean, we all saw that game ended last week. Um, Fab watch. We got Kevin going down to 80, uh, 98. Uh, Lolly sitting at 66. Dom at 45. And Johnny sitting solid at 35. I think uh, any big injuries coming on, those, those are going to go down real quick. But we'll see how that goes moving forward. And then moving on to week number eight. Mm-hmm. We have... Only two buys this week, not as bad as last week. We have the Chiefs and the Chargers. Big, big offensive teams for most for most uh, people that have them. So, but not a lot of quantity, which is yes. which helps out everybody. So, yeah. first up, we have my matchup versus Christian. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are out for me, and Austin Eckler is out for Christian. I would say probably the biggest impact of the bye weeks is uh, this game right here because that this is your stack and Eckler's been going off and yep. keeping Christian in the business. So I think this one's going to be a very subdued battle. If <laughs> I won't say wet noodle because I think you guys are going to do okay, but this is going to be taking away your big guns and saying, now what? Yeah, I think we'll be kind of where we are on our projections in okay. this middle t- uh, one teens. I would say you know one of us could – could pop up to the 120s. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to be a 130, 140, 150 like blow up. Right. Um, you're going to have to have a few people blow up to do that. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, i I like the I like the situation your team's in. I like that Dak Prescott uh, is going against Chicago. They've been pretty good for the quarterbacks, and Dak knows when to throw the ball. He's not going to scramble and get a lot of sacks that game. Hopefully for you, uh, Zeke's poised to do very well against Chicago as well. I like him playing into that. If he's not, I don't know what the questionable tag is. Is he hurt a little bit or? Um, let's see. Uh, likely to miss week eight knee Ooh. injury. Ooh, okay. So that downgrade. That's actually that. gonna. That's gonna. That's gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah. Especially since Christian has Tony Pollard, who he is playing. Yes. So if Tony Pollard gets the majority bulk work on that, that's gonna swing this a lot, actually, to make I think Christian win the week if that moves forward. But I, uh, Kenneth Walker against the Giants, I think that's going to be okay. C.D. Lamb, yeah, I mean, that that's the stack now that yep. you're going to lean on. And I'm hoping that Chicago is coming off of a big high. Yes. After beating the Patriots, so maybe the you know they won't have as much energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of it, you I mean this this is really coming down to that Chicago uh, Dallas game because yeah. on the other side, uh, Christian starting Dave Montgomery. Yeah. So <laughs> against the Dallas D and. And Schultz. So when when Dak throws the catches to Schultz, that's more points for him than Dak. There's going to be a lot on that one game. There's going to be a lot on that one game. Uh, I I think that Christian might take it, especially with that news about Zeke. Yeah. Um, though I do think you're both going to score around 115, even with that news against Zeke. I, you do have the plug-ins with uh, Algier and uh, uh, Paris Campbell if you want to move some people around. Put Jones back up. It's really sucks losing Brees. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's. I mean, it sucks. Talk to Johnny about it. It's sucking yep. losing people. Well, <laughs> we're making a move on the podcast right now. Um, preemptive moving Zeke out, saying if I mean if he's if he's playing, he's back in. Right. But Paris Campbell is moving into the flex with Aaron Jones moving into the running the back. The thing spot. I want to talk to you about is halfway through the season and Michael Thomas, after coming out big in those first two weeks, touchdown boy himself, fourth quarter man. How do you feel about him going forward halfway through the season where he's been out consistently with those injuries that he sat two years out with? This is this was my problem going into the year, and this is why it was so high on Alave. 
So what what do you what are you thinking about that? <laughs> Ask me next week. <laughs> well, no, it's, it, I mean, it 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 was great having him in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, of he course. did great. Um, the injury sucks. Uh, he's still missing from practice this week. Yeah. Uh, there's not much I could do about it because, as we said last week, there's nothing on the waivers. Yeah, um, I mean, so it's kind of at the point where I just reserved myself that I have to sit and wait. I mean, the the, the question you got to ask yourself is: Is it better to hold on to a guy that that might score you touchdowns? Because not only is he volatile with his injuries, but the quarterback situation is volatile over in New England as well, or New England uh, uh, in the Saints. For his potential, yes. There's okay. other there's other players on my bench that you know if I have to not maybe not this week. Yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> there are other pieces that I could move around where I could keep kind of keep Michael Thomas protected. All right, no problem, no problem. And then for Christian's team, uh, you do I do like that um, he has Chuba Hubbard. That's going to be sitting with a questionable tag there as well. So you're losing Zeke. He's probably losing Chuba, who did really well last week, as we said. Um, this week, I think, even though he proved us kind of wrong last week, I think Christian Kirk's getting bottled up against Denver. I would love that. Patrick Sertan is probably one of the best cornerbacks yeah. in the league. And so Christian Kirk, I think he's the big, the big uh, wide out there. So yep. I think he's going to be swarmed. And it's also a London game. Yeah. So you don't. I think I think it's a really risky move to play Christian Kirk. Uh, but I don't see unless you play uh, Hubbard if he plays or Wilson. Yeah. Moving in, and I don't like Wilson against New England. So I think it's going to be a rough go. But I think that Christian still will take it, even though Christian Kirk probably won't score under oh, over ten points. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. I think it'll be close. Um, I'm not gonna decide either way because it's my game. Of course, of course. Um, it. I think it co- also comes down to how healthy is Amon Ross St. Brown coming out of that concussion protocol and the injury. Yeah, I think I think the big thing for you is that you said you were gonna about hit projections, and I think th- I'm gonna say the same thing. Even though Christian Kirk's not gonna have a good game, and you're losing pieces a little that with with Zeke, I think 115 is about a solid target for both of you. Yep. Yeah. Moving on, we have Brian. Your game you versus Gooby. Uh, only two buys. You have Garrett Everett for you and Juju Smith-Schuster for Gooby. Yeah, I already talked about Everett. I already made plans for that, as we talked about with the waiver wire. Taysom Hill is in. I did have Pat in, but he just popped up on the injury, and I'm not dealing with that. So I'm hoping on the uh, big boom, uh, uh, scary floor on Taysom Hill. But other than that, um, the person – I'm going to let you guess. Who do you think I'm most concerned about moving into this matchup that I have in my roster right now? Are they starter? Yes. Uh, Michael Pittman. Yes, yes. Michael Pittman. Uh, it for some reason, um, they uh, uh, Matt Ryan went down. Obviously, he yep. has that injury going into the week. But for some reason, Pittman, who was that that go to guy, has been really like phased out and flattened with the entire elite, with the entire um, situation. I know you just picked up. Uh, Paris Campbell. Uh, Paris Campbell's been getting decent points. Yeah, he's uh, 15, Alec Pierce, fifteen, eighteen, the last couple of weeks. Pierce not so good this week, but the prior Previous week he was over double digits. Yep, he got 12 points. And then, obviously, Pittman, he uh, got that fumble at the end of the game last uh, last week. So I think Pittman's a little scary starting, and I will say that I might start Brian Robinson over Pittman. Oh, I would not be upset about that. <laughs> um, you have fantastic matchups yes. up and down your board. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousin going to Arizona. Great matchup. I hope. I hope he gets. I haven't had over twenty points from a quarterback this yeah. season. So I, if this doesn't You're happen, gonna get nineteen. Um, <laughs> okay. You'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I think. Uh, I think Raheem Mostert's going to have a great game. I mean, we said that last week with Detroit and Dallas. Um, but you know, Zeke he still put up, up points. Zeke put up fifteen points, yeah, getting yeah. two touchdowns. Mostert's been 
awesome since taking yeah. over that. Um, it's been a solid pickup for week room. three or whatever I picked him up. Yeah, he I know, de- he definitely. I, that's not the one I dropped. <laughs> um, hopefully, DeAndre Swift comes back and he has a he big is game. off the injury report as of today. So I'm hoping that stays. Yep, Jamar Chase. Good matchup. They're even looking at trading one of their quarterback uh, cornerbacks. Yep. Uh, I think you and Dallas versus Chicago. That's gonna that be, that could be, be good points. points. Um, Two scary things. Obviously, the Pittman thing. The yeah. Chris Olave is looking like he's got a tough matchup over there, especially if Michael Thomas goes out. He's yep. going to go up against top cornerbacks. And both my flex points are on the Monday game. So that is a potential to be a Monday night oh shit moment. Could be Monday night oh shit, but also could be like, let's fucking go Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I am a little Gooby scared. Gooby does not have anybody on Monday night. No. So... Um, but Josh, he does Allen. Get Josh Allen back. Josh Allen, arrested, Josh Allen, rested Josh Allen. Like, could be good. He's trying to go for the stack with Isaiah McKenzie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like it. I don't know what else he could do because he has Russell Gage already confirmed out. Yeah, you have DK who's probably going to be out. Mm-hmm. Drake London's been sucking dick. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the the, sk- the I don't even know. I'm not looking at his uh, his wide receiver. His wide receiver situation is kind yeah. of whatever. I'm looking at his running back situation. I think his running backs are going to get all the points from yeah. this week. His he's going to be carried by Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, and Ramondre Stevenson. And you know, what? even I'll even call a little bit. Chris Godwin's probably going to get some points on Thursday. I think Brady's going to be angry. He's going to be throwing a lot. I think there's going to be a, a Thursday night game. I think I think he's got a good look against Baltimore. Baltimore's. I will say it again, and I probably said it every week at this point. Baltimore's secondaries have not been looking good. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll see. Um, <laughs> it is a short week, so we'll see how Tom Brady's doing there. Yeah. I don't like Cortland Sutton. Um, you don't? Okay. No. With Russell Wilson coming back, man's fucking crazy. I mean, yeah. We're I mean, doing workouts on the plane. Yeah. I mean, at least well, he's staying. trying to sleep. He's staying freaking focused, I guess, right? Uh, I mean, he's coming off that hammy injury. You know, you that loses some power in your legs. He's got Wolverine blood. I don't fucking know. <laughs> man's fucking crazy. I don't think that's actually going to. I think that's my big bo- or my bold prediction, mm. Cortland Sutton is going to be under 10 points, probably somewhere around 6. All right. All right. All right. My bold prediction for this is going to be uh, Waller. The, don't don't start Waller. I don't like Waller. Don't, don't start Waller. Put in Knox. Put him as your stack. Knox to, to Josh Allen. You hope he gets a touchdown. Yeah. Even though Knox hasn't been doing the best, I think he has a good chance he came to break back, I mean, before the bye, he came back with a touchdown. Um, yeah. No, no, yeah. Before he... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He was, so he was hurt, came back, got a touchdown. got a touchdown. So I think I like that way better than Waller. Waller, as we said before during the draft podcast, way back when, uh, Waller has been very disappointing this season. Yep. I don't like the fact that he's been hurt, and you're you're bringing him in against New Orleans, who has some pretty good short pass D. Uh, I think that's the better move. But then again, let's hope he doesn't listen to this, and he doesn't listen to me. I'm gonna put this one at Brian Wynn, one twenty eight to one nineteen. Ooh, a close game. Let's see. I, I'm. I, I can't comment on it, obviously, but I will say that I think we're both going to be over 120. I'll, I'll. I'll put that out there. I think. I think this is going to be a bit of a close, uh, high-scoring close game. Hopefully, we'll. We'll see if that wet noodle prediction get uh, under 100 gets this week. Next up, we have Johnny versus John Lolly. Johnny, big, big bye week. Lolly has no one on bye, but Johnny has Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Harrison Bucker. Yeah, and I mean, outside of you and Christian's game, this is definitely the other side of that coin for the uh, bye weeks. And unlike Chris, Johnny doesn't have the tools to make this work. Yep. Uh, currently, he has Butker and Herbert in, so it's a little hard to judge him his points for. But I mean, he's gonna have to make moves, and he's gonna have to make moves because he does not have a quarterback on his roster. That's an easy Jeff Wilson drop right there, or a kicker, or a kicker. So he's gonna have to drop somebody else. Yeah. 
So I don't maybe Cam Akers, but I mean, if you gotta drop anybody, it's Cam. You're not yeah. gonna drop Singletary, Davis, or Gus. So what I want to see from Johnny, Gus yeah. goes in for Foreman. Yeah. And you have to put Gabe Davis back in for uh, uh Zay Jones. Yeah. I, I don't like his right. Uh, I yeah. like Singletary this week. I'll I'll give him that. Okay. I, I do like Singletary this week. I think that the Green Bay has been kind of falling apart at the seams here. I think that Singletary's got a uh, very good not only rushing uh potential, but he's got very good over the line pass catching potential, which is what I like to see from him. I think he's a better play than Curtis Samuel this week, personally. Um, and then I mean, looking at Lolly's side though, he's his matchups look are looking juicy. Juicy. Um, big things. Uh, Saquon and Travis Etienne. Round out his running backs. Very nice. Very nice. Um, Adams and Waddle, they're locked in for those positions. Love it. Playing Allen Robinson and Brandon Cooks, now, which Alan I actually kind of like. Allen Robinson, I will defend. I didn't like him in the season, but before the bye week, he kind of popped off again in that Rams game. Uh, Brandon Cooks, I'm a little less hyped on, but I do have, I do believe that he can make it work in that situation, especially when you look at his uh, his uh, bench and you see A.J. Dillon, uh, White, Claypool, Dodson. Uh, I mean, the best person on his bench that I'd probably switch out for Cooks is Dotson, and I wouldn't do that personally. Not after coming no. off that injury. Yeah, not after coming off that injury. Colts, so. no. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, the, the the thing that we talked about, though, is he's currently starting Patriots D, not 49ers against the Rams. I don't – yeah. Uh, that's going to be interesting. I uh, think I think you start the Rams against the Rams. Everybody thought that the Rams were a bad move, and remember what happened? You dropped them for the Cowboys defense, and I played yep. them, and they got – I think that uh, Stafford doesn't have the pass protection that he liked – he'd like to have, and the short passes to Cup and everything like that, I think that's where the Rams live. He's not going to get super big bombs, uh, at least not against a good D like San Francisco. Yep. I think San Francisco is the play there. I think this matchup is going to take the Johnny Curse. Ooh. Both Ooh. teams under 110. No, you know what? I can't do that. I think even though Johnny seems – I didn't say under 100. No, no. Under 110. Under 110, that's fine. That's fine. I think I think that Johnny will get about 110. I, I'll agree with that, but I think Lolly team is going to get 130. I think he's, Lolly team is going to pop off a little bit here. It's going to be a bad week yeah. for Johnny. You're, you're not going to really – I mean, I can't – I'm hoping that Johnny keeps it, keeps it competitive, but this is one of those weeks that I think with all the buys, I think Johnny's going to have to hope for a miracle. And Lolly's team's going to need this win. Yes. Um, after he's gonna losing three straight, he needs, he needs this win against yeah. Johnny. Yeah, and if, if, if you're going against Lolly, this is not the week to do it, I think. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But uh, uh, with the way things are – it's a basement battle, battle of the basement, and uh, I think one one person's used to being down there, and the other person's like, "Yo, I'm leaving." <laughs> we'll see. I'm like, You're we'll, staying. <laughs> we'll see who that is after this week. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Dom versus Kevin. Uh, both teams have no one on by. Both teams full power. Uh, Dom getting back Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown. Mm. Kevin getting back Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. This is this one has chance to be. A heavyweight match. This one has a chance to be a heavyweight match, but I'm going to call the bold prediction right now. Both of them are scoring about 100 points. Ooh, that, that's 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 my bold prediction for this match right off the top, right off the top rope. This they're both going to get about 100 points around there. I think it's going to be a, a big, big flashy show. Not a lot of points though. Yeah, I mean they have some pretty big injuries. Um, mm-hmm. You have Mark Andrews, Tyler Lockett, Debo Samuel, all limited so far. James Conner limited in practice. Um, so yeah, this could be a big down. Um, it's, as we said all year, it's going to come down to Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Yep. Uh, coming off the bye on Thursday night against Tampa Bay. Yeah. 
I like, and speaking of the other stack that Kevin adds, I like Justin Jefferson a lot more than Dalvin Cook this week. Yes. I think Arizona's been a very a way better uh, run defense than a pass defensive team there. Yeah. Um, I, the person that Kevin regretted not starting last week, DJ Moore, he's got him in this week. How do you feel about that against Atlanta? Atlanta's weak, weak defense. But we'll see if P.J. Walker can He's held it together. Him. He's held it together. Um, I think the one thing here, Michael Carter is being a little overvalued because of the Brees Hall injury. Especially going to New England. Yeah, but yeah. The, the problem is going to be for Kevin, if any of these injuries come out to be out for those players mm. – I don't think he likes any of his options that he's going to be swapping. If anybody, if anybody does uh, do anything, I think he's going to swap out and put Ayuk in. That that would be my one That's, move on his bench. I like that yeah. because Dom has Debo, so if Debo's kind out, of scale that out. kind of yeah blocks that. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say about Dom's team is that they have blockers because yeah. Dom has Eno, Kevin has James Robinson, Dom has. Debo, Kevin has Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a very like, oh, you got this point in this game, but oh, you got this point in this game. Kevin has Melvin Gordon, Dom has Marlon Mack. Exactly, yeah. So I think it's that, and I and again, Alvin Kamara has been a decent uh, fantasy uh, back so this season. He's been doing okay. He's been getting in the past uh, three weeks. He's low mid teens, right? It's um, 14. There you go. So yeah, there you go. Um, and so I think that he'll still perform around that, but I don't think he's going to break twenty still. Yeah. So, uh, and then, and then, of course, uh, Fournette's looking to bounce back against the Ravens after that three-point game. So, uh, score score-wise, like I said, they're both going to hit about a hundred. What about, what about you, Joe? What do you think their score is going to be? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a little higher than that. I think Kevin's okay. going to take the win. Spoil Dom's we- wedding weekend. Ooh, what, um, what a douchebag! <laughs> because also, if there's any ch- moves that do get, um, that are going to be needed to make. Yeah. Um, Don might have a little bit of that wedding hangover and miss some with some time to make some moves. Uh, well, we'll see how tired everybody is. But moving on to the last matchup and the matchup of the week, top of the leaderboards going Mike versus Chris. Chris, back-to-back matchup of the week. I mean, when you're first place and you're going up against the guys uh, right underneath you and stuff or the David and Goliath situations, you're going to get that. Chris is going to get uh, Mike Williams on by. And well, not on, not just on by, but that injury that we talked about, uh, and then Mike having not too many Mike people. Mike has on no by. one on by. No one on by. So yeah. So Chris, little little uh, protected really with that by situation. Yeah. Because you were expecting Mike Williams to be out anyway, so that's really good. But um, yeah, I think this, this one could be another fall flat week. You see, I just have the opposite feeling. I think this is going to be another heavy hitter. I think Chris is going to bring the the, the thunder, and Mike's going to bring the lightning, and this is going to be a battle. This is going to be this is going to be the battle that that you that we thought we were going to see with Dom and Kevin. Maybe, but I don't like Matt Stafford. <sighs> Matt Stafford. Well, I, I think Mike is still top heavy. He has Christian McCaffrey, Cooper Cup, yeah, Josh Jacobs, yeah. He can get points out of James Robinson now taking over for for the Jets. Mm-hmm. So I think those three or those four carry his team. He has. He's forced to play Kyle Pitts, who has been terrible this year. As much as he got a touchdown t- last week, right? No, he had two points last week. He had oh, touchdown sorry, the week two, before, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that touchdown only got him nine points. Fair. Um, he's only had one week of over double digits. That's eleven points. Yeah, I mean, I think with the big move for Mike this week is going to be dropping Ninjoku, even though he has been a great tight end a filler. I think you got to. I think you yeah. got to try and get another tight end in there and see see what's happening because I don't like. I just only pits his matchup this week, even though it is Carolina. Yep. I think they've had pretty good short pass D there. So 
And then looking at Chris's side, while the matchup looks skewed, I think big changes are coming in once Chris finally looks at his um, roster. Oh, yeah. You get big all changes are going to be Damian Harris is going to come out for Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. And Mike Williams, the injured Mike Williams, is going to come out for Stefan Diggs. Ooh, easy, easy choice. Hayden Hurst comes out for Dallas Goddard. 100%. And I think Chris has to make one move to replace Rondell Moore. Yeah, because you're not going to you're not going to play Henderson. You're not going to play Henderson into San Francisco, and you're not going to play Herbert into Dallas. So yeah, and, and you already have Hopkins. You shouldn't. He shouldn't be playing more. No, no, that's true. And then the other thing is, um, uh, Bills defense is probably going to be put in for the Colts because I think Green Bay is kind of in shambles over there, and they, you know, Bills defense. We'll see how that goes, especially if uh, Josh Allen's going hot that game. Yep. This game, like I said, I think it's going to be a high scorer for some reason. I do, in my bones, okay, I will say. Looking at the moves Chris has to make, I think Chris is going to be 130s. Yeah, Mike that's what be, I was about to say. I don't think Mike's high score. Um, if he gets to 120, hmm. it's because I would say about 80 points, 80 to 90 points are going to come off of Christian McCaffrey, James Robinson, Cooper Cup, Josh Jacobs. Okay, okay. I'll I'll take that action. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. He does have a very like these players are his core, and then he's kind of yeah. like filling it you up know, with other 90 things. Points. The rest of his team's gonna sc- score thirty. Less than forty. Less than forty. Yeah, that's actually a lot of points. That is that is a lot of points. How about how about eighty? How about eighty? Eighty points on the one end, and then fifty, and then fifty. I'll go eighty-fifty. Okay, eighty-fifty, eighty-fifty for that. But Crystal takes the win at one thirty. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 agreeing with that. I think that. I think, like again, like we talked about, Mike's. Uh, we just got to look at the Washington uh, stats over there. So we'll see how um, we'll see how it is uh, with the weeks. Everybody's just. Uh, I think the worst of the bye weeks are over, except for Kevin's week ten and the week fourteen week uh, right before playoffs. Week nine for me is also big. I have the Cowboys week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right, the Cowboys. Cowboys are. I don't know. When, I think week fourteen. Uh, that's, that's gonna. That's gonna come up. For everybody, I think that I will warn everybody right now. If you're listening to the whole podcast, Week 14 is one you have to prepare for, or you're gonna destroy your playoff chances. Yeah, it's gonna be real bad. You're off the top of my head that I'm seeing already. You have the Saints, you have the Falcons, mm-hmm. you have the Colts, yep, and you have Green Bay, and those are all teams that people have investments in. I don't think that I think that everybody gets gets affected by that and if you're not prepared for it, if you're the last one on the waiver wire, it's not going to look good for you. So, it might be a chance for Chris to slip up. We'll see how it goes. All right. So, that that's it. Church Church of Clutch, everybody. Bless all them knees. We out. Amen. <laughs>